Do really? Alright, that's nice. Dunzo Dunzini. Dunzo Dunzini. I'm gonna get us I'm gonna get us get us pepped up. They'll be having trademark problems. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to episode two of Halloween Dice Friends. Ten thousand years ago, a mighty hero stuck a dagger through my heart. And since then, I have plagued these lands in their dreams. My name is Grant Howitt. And over here is a sort of animate trash goblin who hangs out near the bins and gives cigarettes to children. It's Christopher Taylor. Fuck you. Oh, I see. You found the spooky voice, have you? We found the spooky voice. Hello, Dick. <clears throat> Hello, friend. And welcome to... I guess this is episode 36 now? Spoop 2 <coughs> re-spoopening. Spoop 2 electric boogaloo. Spoopaloo. Boo. You see, there's a thing that goes Oh, there. that actually works. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. so um, This is our second Halloween episode, because we love Halloween. Because we're, we're, big, we're big spook fans. We're ghost boys, and we really enjoy the ability to have easy questions to answer. Oh, so many easy questions. So we hope that we've made, we've, we've helped you scare your friends without a device last week. Unlikely, but here we are. Let's give them some more advice. Let's do that. Would you like the first question? Should we say this is Hardy Dice Friends? Do we, do we say that? Hi, this is Hardy Dice Friends. This is your first episode. Don't make it your first episode. We love you. <laughs> Ask me a question. Go back two. Yeah, go back two. Two episodes. We've got recording quality, you know. Yeah, anyway. First question. How many rubber masks can you pull off a villain before it stops being funny? Three. By the fourth, it Actually, goes no, sorry, two. Okay. Because comedy comes in threes, rule of threes, so you have the initial identity, the second identity, and then the true identity. Unless you make the third one the same as the first one and make it really quick. That is very funny. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad we could come to an agreement on this. We've made sanity mechanics fun, haven't we? Um, let's, yeah. let's look at that again. Let's yeah. re-examine that. Answer that question. How to make sanity mechanics fun, please. Who asks this? This is fans. Hi, fans. So, the best sanity system I've seen came from a, uh, it was a game, I forget the name of the game, it had a series of cards, which you had, and they were themed around things. So you had, for example, the Doors card. And so you had you had five um, the, a, a stack of five cards, and, and every time you, every time you had a major sanity loss, you'd sort of cycle down to the next stage. Okay. So the first one, it was like, did you remember to close the door? Double like double check that you that you've locked all the doors. And then the second one is, you don't believe that anyone has closed the door unless you've seen them close it and you've checked it yourself. And then all the way up to the fifth one, which is like, they're outside and we're in here, and it sort of ramps up the idea of doors. So it starts as OCD and gets worse. Oh, uh, kind of. Yeah, well, like, like, like fear, because because it's a, it's a zombie game, yeah. or what have you. Yeah, it's not like it's not just a normal game where you're going about your business trying to get a degree. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was quite a fun way of having it. I like that because like, it's not random. It yeah. ha- you, you have like it has insanity as a character arc. Like BRP tries, 
it has a good old college go, and it's just just no, just not great, is it? Um, should I go get the copy of the, the book? No, okay. But lose a big chunk of sanity in one go, get a temporary. Lose, I think, I think a certain amount of sanity over time, get a permanent. I think I got a temporary um, madness, which is I wanted to fuck slime. Yep, that's a thing you can get. It's just weird tonally. With yeah. all, like, the flappers and the torch singers and the dandies and the cigarette holders and just balls deep. Just balls deep in a pot of Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo <laughs> <laughs> your knob to whatever it next touches. Mixing up some Nesquik, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is Angel Delight. <laughs> That's the slimiest dessert, isn't it? Yeah. I guess, like, in, in Western cuisine. Yeah. I'm sure they have, like... In packets, certainly. Like, snot pie and stuff in foreign. Snot that weird, pie? That sort of weird, sort of, like, cartilage Dessert thing, you know, like like, like burst nest soup. Oh, it's horrid. Oysters. Oh, I don't like the boogers of the sea. Oh, put it away. Oh, put it back in the oyster box. Angel delight. Mm. Angel delight comes in a packet. I can deal with it. It comes in the packet, and you sort of whisk it into into sadness. I like how pink it is, but there's never enough. There's always too much. It's disgusting. No, you you want want any angel delight? So poor man's custard. Fry into it properly. You can snort it like cocaine. Chasing that divine high. This is delightful. Chris, ask me another question. I'm sorry. Ashley, wait. Do, do, do we, we didn't make them No, fun. no, it's just making fun. Okay, can you make, can you make sanity, sanity systems fun? You can... Well, insanity isn't fun. But then again, neither is, n- neither is murder and violence. No, but the mechanics of said... Mm. Can be fun. So we need to explore, like, what sort of, what should it do in game? Like, should it, like, should it put you against the group? Should it, like, be you at odds versus your insanity as a separate force? Should it be a plot arc for you? So, what sanity mechanics have we done that we can talk about? None in Unbound. None in Unbound. You didn't need it. You were too cool. Yeah, obviously too cool. You just, you just, maybe you just fire one of your two guns again. Yep. None in Goblin Quest. Definitely. Didn't there was, need it. There's some in, 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 um, ah, so I did some in the Cthulhu Files, which was a hack for Goblin yep. Quest. Uh, and as your character, basically, you had setbacks, and setbacks were just a generic bad thing that happened to you. And the more setbacks you got, the higher your 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 dramatic failure chance and your dramatic success chance ramped up. Yeah. So like you went from being stable down to reckless, down to terrified, and it and had that, that tend to lead to a spiral. It's, it's a spiral, certainly, but I think like but that that's kind of in a way I was telling the original Lovecraftian stories where you, where your narrators go mad and die what's rather called, than what's called purist. Purist, yes. Uh, rather than the pulpy, let's enchant this dynamite and shove it up Anasoft's bum. Yes. So what should it do? What it needs to do is it needs to function in a way like hit points. Uh, there is one game which does it well, by the way. Well, Don't rest your head. Madness dice. It turns it into a superpower. Yeah. Uh, a really horrible superpower that hurts you. Yep. It's great. But... But that's not how that's not how mental illness works. No, unfortunately, but it just makes you lie down on the game, floor quite a lot. In game terms, you need to lose something. Yeah, that doesn't have to be power necessarily. I suppose like you just lose options. Yes, going forward, or your options become different. Mm. It's probably a better way of doing it than narrowing the options. Um, World of Darkness, the new game, um, Blood and Smoke, and the God Machine Chronicle, or whatever it's called now. They have a thing which I mentioned in the podcast before, whereas if you have a problem and then you act in a way which benefits you, which, which does not benefit you from that problem, you mark XP and you level up. Yep. So the example they give is of being enthralled by a vampire. You, uh, you do yourself harm 
um, to uh, because of the thrall of Ampicil, like you do something endangering to yourself, and then you get XP for doing that. Sure. And so I think like rather than having it as a as a punishment, having it as a reward for role playing or a reward for not necessarily role playing the madness, but 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 for, for making story decisions which are powered by it. Yeah. So I think that works for me, but I don't, I've not seen a game which does it very well. I mean, Unknown Armies does it, but that's more harrowing than fun. Yes, but I still think it's entertaining. Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm trying to think because most things either. The default is madness, essentially. Mm. Like, I mean, there's there's games that do it, like uh, Asylum, with its flowchart. Yeah, I think I think. Look, I think the the other issue with madness is that I think the game which ha- handled it best was um, the Gumshoe East Terrorist Star thing because they have sanity and stability. Yes, so there's two layers. So that's the thing. Like, you don't go insane. You go unstable. Then you then you then then repeated instability drives you insane. Yeah, which makes sense. Which makes a lot of sense. And so it actually models how it functions rather than you're a perfectly normal human being. You see something, and now slime o'clock, baby. Oh yeah. Let's get right up ins. Oh, dick in that angel delight. Hmm. I don't need a whisk. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Windmilling furiously. <laughs> The side of a metal bowl. <laughs> the bowl sideways. Centripetal force just whirling it around the edge. It's not even arousing to yeah. me anymore. Yeah. But I'm still going it over a G. <laughs> I, mm, I think that it's it's a fairly long term thing to happen, and it's yeah. it's rarely exciting. I think that l- looking at games like Unknown Armies, where rather than being fun, it's entertaining, where it models your gradual de- it models your gradual decline into aberrant behaviour. On into behaviour which is seen as deviating from the norm and the difficulties that, that presents you. Yeah, that's an interesting way of doing it. I think it'd be interesting, if not necessarily fun, to see something that a game that puts mental illness as being sad, rather than wackety smackety do, wackety smackety do, or, or like or like or horror. Yeah, not... but it's just this this crushing sad thing. You know what it would have to be? Well, I mean, there's Depression Quest, which does it. That's a, that's a, that's a yes. video game. Uh, but the idea of having it as it's almost it's almost impossible to just have no you're at the scene yeah. in role playing is because that because that stops story. But just like okay, I want to go to the shops and buy and buy some sandwiches for today's adventure. Oh, can can you make me a roll, please? Oh, what for? Just just make me just roll me any dice. Did you did you roll less than half? Not, oh, bud, not today. Oh, bud, you're not gonna you're not gonna get like you can still go on the adventure. But you're gonna be hungry and tired and sad. Unless the adventure's outside. Yeah, if it's an outside adventure, you're probably gonna probably it's not gonna do that one. I'm just gonna make me another roll. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So oh, you, you know well. what? Ironically, if you'd eaten, this roll would have been easier. But you hadn't eaten. Yeah. Uh, have you taken a shower in the last three days? No, you've not. Oh, it's another problem for you interacting with the people. Looks like oh. it's time to get up. What's your wits? Ah, oh, it's great. You know what? This, this character's fucked up. You should probably join a new character. Except not in this system. Keep playing the same character. <laughs> No choices, <laughs> only forwards. Tumbling endlessly into the void of depression. So don't make mental illness sad, make it horrifying. Yeah. I think we made it a little bit horrifying. <laughs> we made it too real. Yeah. Too real. Real. Alright, give me, give me a fun question. How would you end the world? Fans um, is coming through trumps in this. I would end it with a bang. Not a whimper. Not a whimper. Mm-hmm. How about How you? you? Whimper or bang? <laughs> Whimper. Mm-hmm. I just sneak it out when nobody's looking. <laughs> no, no more sort of. I'd like. I'd like to go off like a, like a cannon during a concerto. <laughs> Worlds rather than. I went, but over a series of years. Oh, okay, really slowed down, so it just sounds like the hum. Mm. 
How would I end the world? I would like... That's where you keep all your stuff. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to do um, some some sort of divide by zero black hole CERN Large Hadron Collider. Yeah. Um, I'd rather thing. be killed by science than politics. Yeah, definitely. I don't want a nuclear war. No. I would, like, that is the thing. I would rather be... If we have to get wiped out by something, which will be climate change, but if we have to get wiped out by something fun, I think what we're, what I'd like is for it to be science reaching too far beyond its grasp, yeah. rather than a stubby-handed dickhead deciding he wants to argue with another stubby-handed dickhead and ending the world. Yeah. that That's what I'd go for. Or Neon Genesis Evangelion Soup. <laughs> soup. That's how soup. we're going out. Yeah. Soup. Sort of a broth made of Shinji, Ray, Asuka, all the guys, they're all there. Everyone's involved. Sexy Major, the sexy doctor. In the end. Johnny Sideburns. <laughs> Mr. Glasses. Mr. Glasses' is dad. <laughs> the three guys who tell tell you that Tokyo is being destroyed. <laughs> I think that's it for all the characters. It must be. Uh, the gay angel who shows up. Oh, yeah. So just tries to kiss Shinji. I don't know how that one works. I, I don't remember enough of it. I, I've, got, I've gotten to the end of the first part of the, of the remake. Uh, it's 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 just now gone off the rails where we've visited the moon. Good. I have I have I have a fun story for you, listener. Oh, uh, Chris introduced me to anime, pretty much. Yes. He's he's since gone off it, but uh, we, 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 he got me into it when we went to university because he had he had like a some sort of hookup for downloading stuff illegally, or you had it stored in your computer already. Yeah. So I just I just take USB uh, flash drives of media back of home content. and watch them. Yeah, like we are history. Mm. And, oh, for um, sure. This is, is kind of nearly before YouTube, or certainly before YouTube had a lot of stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but Chris told me the reason why um, "Fly Me to the Moon" is the is the ending theme from Neon Genesis Evangelion was because the second half of the series took place on the moon base. Oh, which it doesn't, does it? It doesn't ever no. go to the moon, does it? No. At no point does it visit the moon. They, they just become soup. A bit like that time you told your ex girlfriend that um, Buffy died at the end of <laughs> the end of season seven, so she never watched it. <laughs> so long or the Ewoks with baby Wookiees yes it's, it's, it's a strange sort of gaslighting you run on your loved ones <laughs> it's just bad plots to films mm. so we have a follow up question mm-hmm. to how we join the world Yeah, which makes me worry about Owen oh what's that follow up isn't the world worth ending hmm. no I, I live here Owen Owen come on like it's okay buddy I, I... There's a lot of problems with it, but I think we should stick. We should like put it this way: I should like at least trees to survive. Yeah, you know, if the trees can take back over and do and, and do their green thing, all right, we goofed, but maybe the next guys will get it right. Yeah, see so how it goes. You know, which is kind of the point of genetics. So follow up. Oh, another follow up. Okay. Build the world. Build the new world in your image on the ashes of the old one, or just let it be. How big would the statue of my head be? Real size, as, <laughs> as big as you want it. Could even be larger than your own head. That's nah, not possible. No. Um, I would like a giant step. Well, not of me, but maybe something cool I could hang out in. Of me. Like you are taller, so it's a big, it's a bigger statue. Bigger statue, my friend. But like if if we could live in a giant statue of Chris, and then Immortan Joe style opens its mouth, and mm. a load of I don't know dogs come like, out. Like a nut, not like a nutcracker. Yeah, it's not water. It's just spare dogs we have in the mansion. <laughs> Do not become reliant on dogs. You can be reliant on water. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's the gag that they make. Your, your, you know? your cat is doing a sort of Blair Witch thing. What, he's, he's washing himself. He's just not looking at you. Oh, it just looks like he's staring into the corner to yeah, me. Well, look, like that shit he did earlier, he's seen things, I presume. 
That must, that must, that must they rinse, a new a, cat. Must rinse a body. Fast and lean. I think possibly the shit was the cat. And <laughs> this, this, this is just some sort of skin he's left. Whatever behind. is left. Jesus Christ. Um, but he's on your bed, which is the important thing. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, he's cleaning himself. That's better than him not cleaning himself. That's true. Alessa asks, best horrific side effect of alchemy? Bird mouth. Bird mouth. Yep. Bird ass. <laughs> Everything else is normal. Just the, well, Your entire digestive tract is changed. Birds have a one-stop shop down there where everything goes in and comes out. What's the um <laughs> one stop shop? Do you mean a cloaca? That's the I mean that's that's the technical term, yeah. Do you think that they would do you think that would happen if you got bird arse or would you just get a spare cloaca? It's just a spare. It's a spare one, just pop it in there, yeah. just in case. Does it is it near your, your normal arse? Yeah, it's nearby. <laughs> okay, right. Pro- <laughs> proximal. It's in the ballpark. <laughs> you said uh, ballpark. I did. Well, like either having a horrible beak grow out of your face, which yep. would be difficult to do things with, or it could be a cool beak like a toucan. Or you just have a whole bird there. <laughs> That's like a duck, but where your mouth would be. No, a duck would be great. I was imagining like 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 a sparrow or a chaffinch, something small. Or a crow. A robin. A full crow mounted like like it's got it's got its spine against where your mouth is and it's continually flapping. <laughs> That's that's awkward for alchemy. Mm. What if you turned into that the red fluffy thing from Looney Tunes? The the, the Looney Tunes, the, the Warner Brothers Grinch. Yes. Yeah. The red one. He's um, great. Yeah. Um, there's a, neither of the things we said are really alchemical though. Well, that is because that's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. What about that's turning, Sylvester? What? Sylvester at some point turns uh, into that. I was thinking that. What about turning your organs to lead? That's good. That's slowly. Or gold. That, equally useless, right? Yeah. You can't sell it off. And it kills you. Yeah. But, like, it's slow and your organs start getting heavier until they sort of slop out your ass with a clank and then your mates sell them. Oh. Clank sloppers. I would end up on one of those, on those scavenger TV shows where they buy antiques and they would be sold to some really fancy restaurant. <laughs> it's like a centerpiece someone's fucking colon. Yeah. Ugh. That's pretty gross. Um, you've also got things like What's the mind swap's pretty horrific? Because you lose, you lose control of your body. Freaky Friday style. Yeah, but less less like fun Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Curtis, and more what it, what it would actually be like if you didn't know the other person. Yeah, that'd be nightmarish. Especially especially like if you don't know where they are. Again, it's about that body envelope. That's the thing. Like They normally happen, like, there'll be a lightning strike, or a mad scientist will fall over, or something will happen. And two people nearby will swap personalities. Yeah. But rather than like waking up, it's someone, someone in fucking Dubai has, my, has me now. And I'm and 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 the, and the person and, and, and I'm I'm in Dubai, yeah. as it were. And that's and that's like a, like not only am I somewhere am I in a life that I don't know, but I'm not in my native country. I can't speak. Yeah, language. I, have, I have to try and find it myself. It wouldn't be like swapping bodies with somebody you vaguely know. Yeah, I could find. I, I, I guess like first things first would be to send myself an email. Because yes, because my computer stays logged in. I guess I, I don't know my phone number, unfortunately. No, that is. Very probably, true. I know your phone number, so I will call you and ask you to source it out. Yeah, I I do that. <laughs> yeah, according to, according to this passport I found, uh, my body's in the control of a man called Rashid. Can you go saw that? <laughs> oh, but on the other side, I am currently in a helicopter so over the, Dubai. So there's that. <laughs> It's going well for me. However, I'm also in Dubai, which been, is a hateful place. I've been doing a lot of nodding. Don't know what anyone's been saying, but I am in a helicopter, so it can't be that bad. However, I am flying the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how to do that. It happened mid-flight. 
<laughs> so, so, are you okay? Yeah, one second. So, I'm just going to call my mate. Yeah, Chris, can you look up helicopters for me online? Google. Siri. Like, it would be, be like The Matrix, but much slower. Just done as you reading it. <laughs> now, landing. The big stick. Right, yeah. Bit, yeah, okay. Press the button. Okay. Should the blades be moving? Ideally. Okay, I can't see them. That, that either means they're going really fast or not moving at all. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so we've got to turn into a monster Golden Organs Beak Rashid <laughs> Those are the only options If you drink a potion I think it's, it's a D4 table <laughs> <laughs> In our new game Beak <laughs> Rashid <laughs> Colonic Bargain Hunt A literal ticking clock Power GM move Or too stressful to ever consider Having an actual ticking clock on the table. I think... I don't think it matters to the GM. Because the GM is in full control of the world. Yeah. The issue is is that role-playing games don't run in real time. Because you have to describe your actions. Yeah. Now, for a lot, perfect, that's fine. That works for me. But once you start shifting into combat rounds... Yes. You have to... If you have a ticking clock, then you have to go full dreamscape. The ticking clock is a, is a separate entity from the yes, game it time is, itself. Yes, it is... It is. A countdown. Yeah. We Rep- know how long it is. The players know how long it is. And yeah. It's just going to stretch it. So, yeah, it's, it's dramatic, as it were. But then, like, if you did that in a game of D&D and you've got, like, a druid casting entanglement spells or, on an 80-foot area, that's that's requiring so many roles that, that what he's really doing is casting time control spells. <laughs> so you've got a ticking clock. <laughs> and it's great. It's going really well. Mm-hmm. And one of them goes, I grapple him. Oh, God, no. Like, well... You need one of those chess clocks. Yeah, you need like chess. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But but like but like, like I guess that you'd have to balance it down so so neither were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Not quite the same. Uh, at, that, at that point, of the you, you get like a multi ball comes onto the chessboard and you have to try and pot as many as possible. Man. I think that's get chess through, works. Get three in a row. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if, if you get three in a row, then that's known as a hoop. <laughs> or bingo. Yeah, it's bingo. Yeah. Well, if, if 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 you pot them in holes all the way across the board, then 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 you win versus the other grannies. Which is the one where you solve difficult puzzles? Uh, that's 221B Baker Street, I believe. Yeah, that's it. 21B, what's it called? I think it was that. Yeah. Uh, but th- 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 that's, that's also known as chess round two. <laughs> chess. Chess it again. <coughs> they did make a chess too. Most disquieting adjective for monster description by DJM. Curious. I was going to go with rugose. What does it mean, rugose? Uh, What's well, squamous and rugose, right? Those are the so two things that are... squamous is single cell thick <coughs> to allow th- for passage Membranes, yeah. between um, either side of the membrane. Rugose is um, rivuleted to create increased surface area. Okay. And I think that something that is rugose is going to be grotesque. Is it because it, it's inhuman? Yeah. It just like rugose is such a. Hewlett Packard Lovecraft word. It's, just, it's lost, it is, lost all fear for me. Yeah. It's, like, it's like describing something as indescribably terrible. No, you're a fucking writer, Hewlett. Write it down. I'm reading your book now. Tell you what, mate. Give it, <laughs> give it a pop and we'll see how it reads. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it could not be less scary than nothing. What is it? A monster. Mm-hmm. Go on. I mean, to be fair. Elaborate. To be fair, he sucked at describing monsters. Have you read Mountains of Murder? Madness? No. It's a barrel with wings and an eye. And it's released a sort of compost mound that shouts. 
Ooh! Yeah, you know what, actually, this goes back to not describing it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It was indecipherable. Good. It's like a trash heap covered in owls. Uh, I also think... Um, it's like a bin fire full of wheat. Ch- childlike? Mewling? No, just like a bin um, fire. No, I'm... <laughs> How many short... Okay. Um, moist? Moist is... Generally sticky. Nasty. Sticky. Stickies are... Oh. Slay Industries has um, has two important rules for horror, which is make it large and make it close. Yeah. It's also my rules for kissing. Imagine a lovely little dog. That's why not many people let you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just one. Imagine a lovely little dog. A little, a little Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah. That's fun. You can play with Yorkshire Terrier. Make it the size of a house. Is something that's terrifying. But then put it... Two football fields away, it's not scary anymore. But bring it right next to your face. Right next to your face. Anything, if it is big and close, so is scary. Big and close is the scariest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest adjective. The dog is both big and the close. The monster oh. is near to you and large. Oh, I just shut myself. Oh, oh I've messed oh. myself up. I've messed up, messed up my PJs, Chris. Fresh trousers, if you please. Hit me with another cue, Daddy-O. Pop a cue on me. Uh, Guybrush asks, worst D&D monster to dress as for Halloween? Can we go for best and then go to worst? Let's start with best. Beholder. So I was going to drop that in the worst. Because there's no way you're making a good Beholder costume. Hear me out. Stagehand outfit, black gloves. (laughs) And then an enormous papier-mâché head on top. Sorry. I'd have to stand near black curtains a lot. You would. But I'd look like a floating Beholder. Um, all right. Admittedly, its tongue, would, well, its eye would be my. No, its eye would be my face. That would be fine. Central eye. Yeah, it's central eye, which apparently is very important. I read up on. It's anti magic. Yeah, that's daft, isn't it? I mean, the whole thing's fucking stupid. Yeah, I just imagine that every time it opens its middle eye, it just drops out of the sky <laughs> and just. Oh, it's it. And <laughs> sort of bumps no, forward, and then, like a football, and then yeah. it scans the area. And goes, I want to be over there, right? And close. Well, I can see the right eyes, can it? I assume. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're busy shooting death rays. But I mean, you're going to have some real issue with depth perception and spatial awareness when I, you're when each eye can independently move up, down, and through 360. I think that's going to give you incredible depth perception because you can see it from eight angles at once. But, tr- but trying and to then vomit. Try, yeah, trying to piece together that image. Our brains have trouble. Oh, we too. can't do it. I think that's that's why the that's why the behold- that's why they're just a brain so they can process the opposite information. Old, I guess like a tummy. Have they got a tummy in there? Well, they've got a mouth. I guess they must have a tummy at that point. It's not like they're casting them somatically. There's, sorry, like, verbally. there's like six different types of Beholder as well. Yeah. Like eye tyrant. Yeah, I think that's just what they called it in Pathfinder because Beholder's um, no, trademarks. They're, they're, they're uh, different okay. types. Is, 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 like, is that like a taller there's one? Some with, there's some without a central eye but more sticks. I think I remember um, there being like, like a Diddy one which only had four eyes. <laughs> so that you can have Beholders at first level. I was like, why? What, do they grow more eyes as they get older? I don't know. How does that work? Does it sort of bud out anyway? Uh, so best best creature to go as. So we can't ha- we have to be a, a uniquely D and D monster as well, or at least uniquely fantasy. We can't have zombies or vampires. So, so gelatinous cube get a pop up tent in green. That's interesting. It's, it's difficult to move around in. Oh yeah, no, you take up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. but if you can occupy the bar, you do have a private drinking zone. That is true. Nobody's getting in your personal space unless you really like it. Unless them. you want to. You can envelop, envelop them for Halloween smooches. Hey, baby. Inside, you're, you're wearing full lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> Butt naked. Hey. 
<laughs> Get in my cube. I think it would be quite nice to have, uh, if you were doing that, to have a, like quite a thin latex sheath on the outside which you could put your arm through okay she could put your arm through to reach out to get things at the bar yep but then unfortunately it'd still be they'd have to be just it would pull have, them inside unzip the top it would have, to, it would have to be squamous and you'd have to absorb it through through the through the later it's just toweling just <laughs> 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 Evening, love. Oh, another pint of better, please, in the cube. Half a mild. The cubes are on Shandy. Oh, so no, not a gelatinous cube. I like. I love the idea, but it's not an indoor thing. It's not, it's not an outdoor thing. Um, <coughs> dragons? Are they, mentals? Not, are they not D&D? Mentals really high. If you can pull it off, that'd look great. Set yourself on fire? That's a short-lived costume. Yes, but... Why? I think you might more, more look like a dude who's on fire running around. True. I mean, well, like water elemental, get in the shower at that point. <laughs> at that point, the earth elemental's the, the easiest. The heating's run out. Just sort of, you know, get moist. Get moist. Also, well, get get dirty for... Right, for, okay. Get get muddy for an earth elemental. Yes, that, that's fair. But even though you, don't, you just look like a muddy dude. Yeah. Kobolds would be great. That would be lovely. If you'd get a kobold. But like, get a snout. You'd have to be quite... You should stand quite far away from other people to look short. Stay out the garden. Oh. Uh, everyone. <laughs> oh, my, my snout's washing off in Maybe the Maybe the kobold's getting bigger. Kobold's aren't that big. Sorry, Steve. Oh, okay. oh dragon magic potion. Oh. Can, I, can, can I come in? No. Okay. Stay out in the garden. Um, stay in the garden with a guy in the fucking tent. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking gin out of a towel. <laughs> He's naked in there. <laughs> If you want to come inside, it's safe and sexy. <laughs> Sir, it is neither of those things. Would you like another mild? <coughs> we haven't got a single decent Halloween costume. Well, sorry, well, we've got lots of bad ones, which is the question, right? Yeah. Ooze. Ooze, just any kind of ooze. That, that's a fetish at that point. Black pudding. How would, how would you disguise yourself as a black pudding, just out of interest? Would you, would you just get in a bin bag and take just... it up? Actually, that's not bad. Just roll around. It is bad. No, but you'd look like one of the users <coughs> from Dragon Quest in that kind of... Oh, one of the little bobbly guys. Yeah, yeah teardrop yeah, yeah. shape. Yeah. And you'd have sort of bloop jump. I don't, I don't know how dexterous you're feeling. I don't think you could jump from inside the garbage bag. The, <laughs> no, that best, is the best you're doing is a slow forward roll. It's a bad fall. I'd be interested to try and move around if I was trapped in the garbage bag. But again, I think that's a fetish. Well, we'll get you a bin bag in a bit. Alright, cool. I think that like, I can kick my way out of most bin bags. That's no, you're not, but you're not trying to. You're trying to move around. That's the thing, but like, if, if I, what I'm saying is I stretch it. Oh, it's uh, true. We need a heavy duty like masonry sack. Can be arranged. To really get my rocks off. <laughs> what I need is a taped up Ikea bag or I simply can't ejaculate. <laughs> Only my feet and head poking out of this bag. around like a sarcophagus. Give me a question. Uh, best name for a fantasy world Halloween celebration? Uh, Spookmas. Spookmas Eve? Sp- <laughs> Spookmas. Spookmas. Alright, well it's all Hallows Eve. But you can change that to just the Hallows. The Halloween. Uh, the Halloween. Oh, that's good. That sounds, that sounds painful, isn't it? It does. It, mean, <clears throat> it means um, beatification, technically. Yeah, becoming a Hallow. But let's not tell them that. No. <clears throat> the Halloween. Because we've recently used Hallows. We have. Um, we want, um, like, Dead Night? Yeah. But something not shit? Autumnus? 
Let's keep going. Put that on the back burner. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, Skeleton Sunday. It's a, it's an end of harvest festival, isn't it? Right, yeah. The reaping. The reaping. Hey, good, yeah. Chaffmas. Chaffmas. Chaffmas, because you cut with the chaff. Chaffmas Eve. Separating the wheat from the jam. <laughs> Followed by weakness. <laughs> Followed by weakness. We, ce- we celebrate. And the children. <laughs> <clears throat> um, something just like... <laughs> the word I had in my head was the coming. <laughs> the like, the it, coming it, of it, winter. Well, like, yeah, like, like the arrival of, of, of the spirits. The engizening. Maybe... Let's call it... <gasps> Um, maybe, maybe you call it like, um, Arrival Day or The Arrival. That that sounds too sci-fi, doesn't it? No, but it's, especially if you have it in a, in a medieval type setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting away away with it. Oh, it should be out this this time of soon, not not during The Arrival. They'll be arriving soon. That's good, yeah, I like that, yeah. Like, they'll be arriving soon. (coughs) Who will be? They They will be. During this... Spook mess Eve. <laughs> During this, the other times. The spooking tingiest night. During this, ghost day. Ghost day. I mean, Monday, Tuesday. Ghost day, Thursday. Friday, pirate day. I'm a pirate. <laughs> and day off. <laughs> Not Halloween based, but which character class would Danny Dyer be? Who was that? Charlie X. <clears throat> Which I assume is Charlie Extreme. Charlie, you've come to the right podcast. <laughs> now, the obvious answer is to say that Danny Dyer is a fighter. Which I, I don't believe is. he is. No. no. I'm guessing he's probably a wizard who has no spell slots. <laughs> a commoner, you mean? <laughs> kind of. No. I don't want to say that his, his class is commoner. No. Through, yeah. <clears throat> We're not talking social strata here. Okay. Is he a rogue? No. He's sneaky. Well, that's again me being social. Story. Is he a monk? No, he's definitely not a monk. Is he a barbarian? Is he I a sorcerer? S- I can see him like flipping out <coughs> and killing some dudes. Is he a warlock who's made a pact with Landon? Landon? City of Arseholes. He's made a pact with Landon. Like those Ben Abramovich novels. What's he called? Aronovich. Aronovich, okay. Yes. He is the Druid of London. Okay, I've never seen him summon an animal. No, but he does I've summon Londoners. I've seen him. I've seen him given club promos. They were good, like while at the club, clearly on a lot of cocaine. Those are fun. <coughs> I've seen him do Shakespeare. Really? Yeah, he does Shakespeare. Is he good? And then nuts a guy. You know what? He's all right actually. Fair. Like a lot of a lot of Danny Dyer is actually an act. Yeah, but he's not. Great at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the issue. Terrible at his own personality. Yeah, kind of. He's not quite there. He's also really believes in UFOs a lot. Oh, does he? he well, he's done like, um, like he he's done TV shows. I think for ITV too, where he goes around and interviews people who've been abducted and learns from their experiences. Oh, but I want to do that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, but he also believes in it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think we could have. I think we were born a little bit too late. Uh, you know, honestly, yes, the wrong generation and all. Because I would have loved to have been of a working age around 2000 and <clears throat> 2003. So you and I could have properly done a living TV ghost hunter show. Yeah, we could have gotten away with it. 
Because you can't go away with it now, honestly. Like, you have to... No. Put, yeah, like, it's the thing, like, now, you have to go and... So, like, these ghost hunter shows, they never find ghosts, but they'll do a lot of research into the area around them. Like, they'll drive all around America. They'll look at the urban legends. Yeah, that sort of thing. They'll get, they'll, they'll, they'll get rights to film in interesting places. They'll talk to locals, that and sort that, of thing. crucially, they'll go into spoopy houses at night. Whereas there was a vet fielding and that, and, that, and that psychic medium who went into houses. I watched <clears throat> I watched five minutes of one once. This is, this is my full experience. They said, uh, we wanted to see if there were ghosts in this house. So we put a piece of paper down and put a cross on top of it and then filmed it. And the camera is, fil- the, 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 is, a, is a hard close-up on the paper in, the, in that you can't see the edges of the paper. Right. It then says, at 2.35pm, we saw the paper move. And the paper sort of jerks out from underneath the cross. Now, seeing as we couldn't see what moved it, we don't know whether this was a ghost or not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's some brass eye shit right there. Wide son. angle. Wide, Wide angle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to make a ghost hunting show with you. And I want to go to places where there obviously aren't ghosts. People and only talk to skeptics. And really, but we have to really are sell ghosts, what we believe. There, we've heard there are ghosts here. Are there ghosts here? No. We've heard that there are. <clears throat> so we're going to assume there's go. Chris, I think we might be dealing with a possession. What? Only a ghost would deny the existence of ghosts. Bring the deck chairs. <laughs> Bring the deck chairs. Because we're, gonna, we're going to camp out. <clears throat> it's going to be a long time. This pub is clearly haunted. We're going to need to stay here all night with nobody else involved. We don't, were... don't worry, it's fine. We'll take care of all these spirits. <laughs> Do you think they heard that? <laughs> I think they heard it. I don't think they saw us put our heads together. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, lo- I love the, the audacity of the show, which dares to suggest that the supernatural is real, but we just can't quite film it properly. We're trying, though, and you should pay us for it. We've also got, like, we've got devices which pick up ghosts, or wiring or TVs. One of the three. <laughs> Either we've captured actual ghosts mm-hmm. or we've simply put our camera too close to the electrical main <laughs> we're not sure either it could be either. either we've captured ghosts or this is a dog in a bag <laughs> who can say I put a lot of dogs in bags today I don't know whether this is one of them that is and we don't have time to check my dog <clears throat> I, well she trusts me <laughs> <laughs> your dog would totally get in a bag if you made it fun Alessa asks okay how best to run a scenario where the players are categorically doomed from very early on, but don't know it? That is a hella question. Like, I've done a lot of games where I've explained to the players, this is purest Cthulhu. Yeah. Odds are you're going to die. Odds are you're going to die. <coughs> you're doomed fairly on, mm. fairly early on. Mm. That's fine. But everybody's complicit. I think... If you want to make it satisfying, because you can decide it's going to happen anyway, yeah. right? You can just make it happen. If, for it to be a satisfying game, you have to have their decisions have weight and yes. make an impact. Yeah. And I think that's the only way that you're going to get around it. Because if, if, if they're just running through a plot which you've designed and they die at the end, there is no reason to run the game. No. You could have just told them a nice story. Yeah. That, that would be a very different situation, wouldn't it? Do you want to come around my house? What, what, what are we going to do? I'm going to read you a story after dinner for two hours. <laughs> We're all going to drink, but you're not going to talk. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what would you do? Um, I think the key is to seed it throughout the adventure, mm-hmm. the the doom that is forthcoming. Mm. Um, so, for instance, you have players 
dealing with sickness a lot if mm. there's going to be a zombie plot. Sort of coughing up blood for sorry, sorry, coughing to indicate you have TB in a BBC BBC drama. Yes, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, or even just coughing in the game, like whenever you get knocked to the floor, like you start coughing and spluttering because yeah, you're winded. Yeah. yeah, ah, but you're, it's thematic. But it's thematic, mm. so you stick with that, like you're flickering. Yeah. Mm. Um, the player's not knowing it's the hard bit. Mm. I think. I think like, I could definitely sell it if it was like, "Hey guys, we're gonna have some fun." But um, and that's the thing. I think we've spent a very long time. <clears throat> with players complicit and with explaining how a game's going to go beforehand so that everybody can tell a story together because it's, it's not like having a low chance of survival can be fun but having impl- like directly zero chance of survival and then having to like also I guess don't tell the players would be the other thing if you don't tell them they don't know so that's fine but if, if, if that happens then you're like yeah you're all going to die no matter what you did well, actually, you know what? You can actually have a pretty fun game. Right at the beginning, you go, right, everybody, welcome. Nice to see you all. You're all going to die during this game. Every last one of you will die. I guess that's the players knowing, right? Yeah. But then think of the game that you'll have out of that, where people start taking random fucking chances. How about this? The characters find out in almost certain terms halfway through. Yeah, so they know. So you wake up in sci-fi sci-fi location... A flooded underwater area. Yep. And then halfway through, you find a map of it, and it's like, oh, we can't get out. No way. But like, perhaps, perhaps we can get out somehow if we do this, but odds are so incredibly slim it won't happen. What else are we going to do? And you give them other objectives to pull off. Like, are you going to save something from this place? Yeah. Like, are you going to work so one of you gets out? Are you going to, you know... See, that would be interesting <clears throat> and fun. Yeah. But I don't think I'm the GM to run it. Because I, because my 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 games exist. You know the whole sort of stay one lesson ahead of the kid method of piano teaching. Yeah, that's how I run games. Yeah, well, because it's ceaselessly, yes, that I way, mean, so I don't have to do any work. But also that way, the players are much more connected to their world because they built it. Yeah, for sure. But no, they, trying they to can get a bit entitled over it though. They really can. Mm. Trying to do it so that they don't know they're doomed. I guess. I guess if the characters learn they're doomed, that's more satisfying. Than telling your players out of character at the end. Yeah. Which is shit. Yeah. Well, not shit, but. Difficult. Yeah. Also, I think, I think also, like, doomed is a different. Like, it doesn't have to mean death, it could just mean failure. And that's an interesting proposition. That's very true, actually. No matter what you do, the old ones are going to be summoned during this game. Yeah. You can, like, that's the thing, like, it's not instant death. It's bad. Humanity might survive, but it's about what you do on the route up to that. And like about how you mitigate a disaster. Yeah, and like, do you think you can avert this? If you can, work at it hard. Yeah. And if you can't, what are you going to do during that time? There was a there was a flash game which asked this question that you you, you played a biologist and there was a, there was a uh, global outbreak of a disease which was killing everyone, and you played out the last ten days of your life, and the deal was that the 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 the, the, the um, quirk was that it saved a cookie to your to your computer so you couldn't replay it. Yeah. Um, so you only had these last 10 days and so I spent the entirety of my time uh, researching a cure for the disease and on my 7th day I went in to find my wife had slashed her wrist in the bath after I hadn't spoken to her in a week and the world was ending Yeah. and that was and that's canonically my ending for the game in that I had a really shitty time but I saved the world Yeah. and that's <clears throat> and that, that's, that's an interesting story to tell Like that, I mean, that, that wasn't doomed but everyone else was? No, there's, there's, interestingly <coughs> there's actually quite a few of those games that let you play it once mm. Like there's one where there's just you're looking through a crosshair yeah. and there's somebody tied to a stake. It's like, it's like you've got like a revolver, right? 
No, it's, it's like a, it looks oh, like yeah. a sniper scope, oh, okay, just cool. because it's super simple. Oh, yeah. And you can shoot the person or not. And you can, like, you can exit the game. You can exit yeah. the game. But if you shoot the person, they're always dead every time you load it up from yeah. then on. Which is a fascinating experiment, like an art piece. Yeah, like that, just yeah. a single thing, which yeah. I really like. So this, right. this leads up to a Halloween question. Okay. Bell asks, uh, Hello, Bell. Which is the sexiest RPG? Mm. Well, aside from ones that we're playing. Oh! oh. Um, the sexiest RPG? Well, there's Monster Hearts. There is Monster Hearts. It has explicit rules for, for porking. For boinking. For boinking. I mean, any... Uh, any of your edgier Apocalypse World games have sex moves. <laughs> There's something wrong about sex moves. Well, I mean, put it this way. I think it comes... Also, uh, Baker wrote it in, explicitly to um, upset people. Like, to, like he, like he, like he, it, it was one of his design goals was to alienate and confuse people with the terminology Good. used. Um, because that would generate a buzz. And it worked. Yeah. It's the most popular indie role-playing game in the world. Or it's, based, it's the basis for them. Um... But the setting for Apocalypse World, which isn't hugely well communicated in the book, I had to read it a few times and sort of play it before I understood, was that you are effectively the sexiest people alive and the world has ended. So like like you're you're like you're rock stars in yeah. this. You are the head honchos, top dogs, brilliant people. And the reason why the sex moves is because it's not worth having sex with anyone else. <laughs> it's like it's like you're the popular kids in yeah. in the ruins of the Western seaboard. And like that kind of started making sense to me at that point. It's about it's about the relationship, about the history that you share with each other. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily sexy. Um, the sexiest role playing game. See, I'm going to argue for any RPG played one on one. It's the most unsettlingly intimate role playing game. Yeah. We we that, there's an owl bear. The first time we played role playing games it was one on one. First time I played role playing games as a GM. Yeah. You, Popped that cherry. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. what horrendous phrase popping a cherry? Isn't it? A stone comes out <laughs> if you pop a cherry. <laughs> <laughs> what is the stem factor? I don't know. I don't know what the base of operations is. Mm. Um, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and think about this logically. Okay. And I'm going to try and have, we're, we are going to try and have an earnest and frank discussion about our sexualities and turn-ons. Are you ready? Do you want to hold hands? In RPGs. It's not one hands. of my turn-ons. What is now? No, earnest, <laughs> earnest and frank. Earnest and frank. Can I let go now? Yes. Thanks. Do you want to be earnest or frank? I'll be frank. Okay, I'll be honest. Let's think. Legitimately, what gets me off? <laughs> In an RPG. Oh, okay. That's, see, that's the thing. There is something quite sexy about playing a powerful high-level villain. Especially if you make them very handsome, <laughs> because 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 the player characters <laughs> kind of fancy them, and, and and you get to be like grovel at my feet, and there can be something fun about that. But that's not like I understand the concept. That's not the sexiest RPG. That's the sexiest thing happening in an RPG. All right, because I've got some more of, more sexy things happen in RPGs. If you're interested, no, I'm not. You sure? Super not. Okay. Well, well, well t- tell me, Frank, what are you into? <laughs> What is the sexiest RPG? RPG. Like off the shelf RPG. I mean this this I mean this, this leads us to the discussion is an RPG the book or is it the game? It's the game, not what happens in the game. Okay, so so the so are we talking about sexiest art? Cuz I, I don't it's rare I see a role playing book and I think I'm I'm unproblematically aroused by this. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to take this and yeah. I'll be, be okay. 
eight minutes and 34 seconds precisely. I'm going to rub one out to this Rakshasha. <laughs> it's the backwards hands. Mm, so it's, it's, it's like two strangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Traveller. No. No, there must... Okay. I'm trying to think what, what, I, what I think is sexy. So I think... Um, I, I, I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer was quite sexy. There's some good-looking people in that. Buffy RPG, that's okay. It's got, it's got any picture, any any image, any image of mid two thousands Elijah Dushku, Eliza Dushku, is sexy. Read Alison Hannigan, but yes, they're they're all in it, all in it. That's what I'm saying. And and uh, and, and the lead one, if you're boring, what's her name? Uh, Geller, Michelle Geller, yeah, sorry, Michelle Geller. Um, it's not the sexiest role playing game, is it's, it, Chris? No. And I think I think the reason why we're not answering this is because we're scared of admitting on record and to each other and God what we find attractive. No, I think the problem is that there isn't a sexy RPG. Not maybe as 30-year-old men. There's, if we were 17, maybe. Yeah. The point is there's sexy stuff you can do in an RPG. Yeah. But 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 perhaps perhaps the RPG which pushes that sexy discussion. Which is Monster Hearts. Or Thousand and One Nights. I haven't played that. So a thousand, we haven't played Monster Hearts either. No, but a, thousand, a Thousand and One Nights. That. A Thousand and One Nights is uh, it's by um, uh, McGuire Baker, uh, who did Siren. Lovely Meg Baker. Uh, lovely Meg Baker, um, who I believe is some sort of weather witch. I think <laughs> she seems she, she she seems to live on a very distant farm and talk about rain a lot. Yeah. Um, so Thousand and One Nights is a game where you play um, people who have been trapped in the palace by the Sultan, in the Sultan's staff and his courtiers. And you can't, but you're not allowed to leave. You're imprisoned here for life. Okay. And so what you do to pass the time is you tell stories, um, and you it has, a, it has it has a very very rudimentary uh, success and fail mechanic. Sure. But the idea is you have your character, and you define you, de- you and you define the characters by by something that you're jealous of about them, or something that you wish you had from them. And okay. so you've got like you've got like the Sultan's uh, favorite um, courtier. You've got the Sultan's cook. You have uh, an elderly aunt who can't leave, and that right. sort of thing, uh, or like uh, the guy who looks after the camels. Um, or like a, a wizened librarian, so you're around, and then from that you sit around in these characters, and then you start telling stories. And the idea of a thousand one nights, obviously, the the Arabian nights, the stories loop around themselves; they never they never stop. But you sit down as say the uh, the the wizened librarian, and you start telling a story, and you assign people characters in the story. And if you don't like them, you might be like, so so like the guy who's been who's, who's been macking on the girl who's, who's, who's been coming in and reading books, you're like, and you will play the camel, a cantankerous old beast with a horrible mouth. And so you assign them shitty roles, and so they're sort of, they have to try okay. and get that. But crucially, one, it comes with a list of exciting food to eat, which is, Excellent which work. I think is always, is always nice to have in, 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 in making a relaxing, sexy environment. But also, it's like that one-on-one experience. It's a very intimate level of like tell me more about this paint me a story talk to me elaborate but also you shut up yeah but also you shut up and so like there's 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 that control and everyone gets to have a go at being a dm and it's quite a rich like luxe book and quite that, exciting that situation sounds, see that definitely sounds sexy. it sounds quite I'm sexy and like, imagine playing to people i fancy would be quite a sexy thing yeah yeah so Alessa right. then asks what is the least sexy rpg fatal <laughs> no gurps gurps is the least sexy fatal is the worst Mm-hmm. But it does have lots of rules for sex in it. But it has lots of rules for sex in it. Not sexy rules, but sex-orientated rules. It's just... 
It's just the worst. <sighs> I can't. Like, I'm getting to the point where I can't even recommend people read it anymore. Not even like in in an ironic sense. Oh, like, for sure. Like I used to, I used to recommend people. Like, I used to recommend that people would read it as like ironically because it's it's there's something hilarious about the fact that it got made. But in other news, it's really bad. It's so racist. So racist. So sexist. It has rules. Anyway, listen, don't read Fatal. Don't. Um, it's not Gerps, even worth it. GURPS is super dry. Yeah. And dryness is the opposite of sexiness. Mm-hmm. It's like eating a whole packet of crackers without a glass of water. It's like waking... fucking it. <laughs> what, what, the crackers? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, have I eaten half the crackers out of it? And then I've... No, you've eaten all the crackers. Well, what's in purchase, man? That's just a really loose, crummy condom at that point. <laughs> and that's... Horribly Chris, unsexy. Chris, we're getting bawdy. <laughs> we're getting bawdy. We're getting bawdy. Now we're hanging out with each other. I think we, we, we should have one last question, because well, we have to go to Ale- the pub. Alessa has a follow-up. Okay. Which RPG would make for the best line of sexy Halloween costumes? This combines everything together. I mean, it's d isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, that has iconic monsters. Plus, I... I would unironically fancy someone in an Albert costume. <laughs> now... Now, I know you're thinking, sexy Albert costume, right? No, just a standard Albert. Like, a standard Albert. I'm not really into dudes, but if there was a big old bear dude, half-dressed as an owl, shirtless, like, yeah, all right, let's talk, baby. How you doing? Can I send you a lap? Flow the beak? It's d and I'd like, but like... But like this is the best like, thing d like, you, you could get, like... You know, you know, you get those, um, you get like those hats. It's kind of a wolf hat, and you've got like sleeves coming down, yeah. with paws to go in. Just have that for an for an owl, and put on a bear onesie and run around. That could definitely work. That's cute. I'm very happy. With um, that. We've also got things like sexy orcs, sexy orcs, sexy, love a good sexy, sexy beholders, sexy carrion crawlers, <laughs> sexy like hags, eye lingerie, sexy fire elemental. Sexy, sexy dryads. dryads. Sexy dryads are actually sexy. Yeah, and so a sexy dryder. Well, part of a dryad is sexy. The northern tip. Yeah, the, uh, the upwards bit. Sexy werebore. Sexy manticore. Look at that face. Okay. We. I think I think we should probably we are best done. call that. No, I just want to work out which one of these monsters I'm going to have sex with. Tarask. Oh, no. In lingerie. <laughs> I need 35 stout men and 18 potions of flying to fit them. <laughs> <laughs> My Tarasks going on a date. Thank you very much for listening to this second very spooky episode. <laughs> sort of spooky. So, I mean, certainly upsetting. Traumatic. Yeah. Unsettling episode of Hearty Dice Friends. We have been um, a spooky Grant Howitt and another joke about Chris Taylor. Ooh, spoo- Ooh. If you like what we did, please go to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends and bung us some cash. Uh, everything you give us really helps um, and plus we dip down below $69 an episode which means it's not the sex number anymore so I'd which like to which is sad a... because we do like the sex number I do with sex number is great I'm looking forward to 420 as well that's going to be really funny <laughs> that's going to be great it. yeah because like that's, 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 that's the, that's the, the weed that's the number. weed number yeah um, so please help us toward these two important goals and also just like putting food on the table um, which is nice we are going to sort out some sort of um, system for getting these getting longer questions sent in as well. I think we we'll probably just set like a curious cat, like an anonymous thing, yeah. and have people submit through that. So, um, if by the next episode we have not we are not telling you about our anonymous question delivery mechanism, um, you can't you can't punch us. That's a James Wallace promise, and we will break this promise. Yeah, but you can I say I'm not like getting punched anymore. No, um, you can you can say um, you can tell us to do it, and we'll do it. <laughs> 
we love you very much. We want to, we want to um, inherit a haunted house from our uncle. Yeah. And we have to stay in it overnight to get our inheritance, a, a million dollars each, each between us. Yes, yeah, be fair. In, it's in, between in, in this economy. Um, and we want you to come into the haunted house with us. It'll for... be spoopy and sexy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure which one of us is going to survive. Probably flip a coin. Which, yeah, because neither of us are really clean cut. I mean, we're definitely getting through to the second act because we know about the about the occults. Yes, we so, know not to go upstairs so, at any point. So, like, like, we could advise. That's the thing. We could advise the able-bodied football hero character <laughs> on how he'd solve the problem. Or main character. Or main character. Yeah, the kind of varsity jacket kind of guy. Yeah. You know, if you've got a varsity jacket and want to come hang out, that's cool. Um, you can probably you, you will live. You'll probably get off with the other listener at the end of the film. So is that? But we um, will we'll probably have some awkward sexual tension between each other and you. Um, until we get disemboweled by a Wendigo. It'll be great. It'll be great. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye, friend. Bye. You didn't do it spooky. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.